All right, what I want to do is, um, as I said before, I, I, I want to fold uh, part of the refuge story into your story. Okay? Most of us would know this verse, Jeremiah 29. Yes. Right? Yes. I, I would think even most of the world that doesn't walk into structures like this or that hang out with people that love this guy named Jesus would probably know this verse. And it's Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. And it says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good, not for the disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. <laughs> if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. And we say those words, and then I believe we as a people, a lot of times we just start wondering... And that's with an O, W-O-N-D-R-I-N-G. We start wondering, what are those plans? Father, what, what are those plans that you have for me? And over time, our O turns into an A, and we just kind of keep wandering in that question. And we go back to this, and we keep reading. It says, for I know the plans I have for you. How come I don't? What, how come he, where's the neon sign? Where's, where's the four-point lesson that he's going to just deliver to me that lets me know that on Sunday, this is what I'm supposed to be about. This is where I'm supposed to go. This is the vocation I'm supposed to be going in. This is who I'm supposed to see. And this is how I'm supposed to do it. It's just A1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. And the question is, let's just pretend just for a second. Let's pretend that you got that. That you woke up in the morning and you had this plan on your, right on, if you're a coffee drinker, if you had it right by your coffee maker. And it said, hello, Bivo, good morning. This is God. And I have plans for you. And I look at that and I go, wow. Hmm. That's interesting. Some of that doesn't quite stack up to what I've got planned for today. And would we do it? Or would we just kind of go, uh, Deb, where'd that come from? Well, I'm hoping tonight, after tonight, that you'll just jump all in. Because, see, I believe you already know what those plans are. And you're just holding yourself back. All right? If I were to ask you, what is God's purpose for your life? Which also means, what's His will for you? What does He desire for you to be about? What would your answer be today? Just look to the person next to you and just give that if you know what that is. How many of us just know without a shadow of a doubt, this is where I know I want God and God's telling me to be about this and this is where He wants me to go. Anyone? No one? There's a few. Come on, safe place. Yeah. All right. And so the thing is, raise your hand high because here's how we make this safe and here's how we strengthen one another. Raise your hand high when you know that. It's not bragging game. You're supposed to know. And I'm not going to put a shame thing on you. I'm going to let you know that you already know what your plan is and you've just been holding yourself back. You already know what your plan is. And it's not necessarily your plan. It's the plan that God has for you. And there's fear in it. There's fear for taking that next step. 
So those that know, raise your hand so for those that don't know, you can come up and say, coach me up. This is where I think I'm at. Does that kind of mirror what you were feeling? Is that what you were seeing? Is that some of the experiences that you had? Here's an example. Refuge cranks up out of the ground. There wasn't many, gang, that were hopping on board when we first said, we're going to launch. And you got to remember that this hour, as great as it is, and I want you here because sometimes it's the only time I get to lay eyes on you. And remember, if you ever live life long enough with us, you'll know these words, that there's something you need, that I need, that me and Deb need from you to make us more complete, or God would have never put our paths together. I believe that. And so if the only time I get to drink the Jesus in you fountain is at this time, man, don't let me go thirsty. I'm thirsty. I stay thirsty. And I want to drink what you have. So think about what your purpose is. Go ahead and think about it. And here's the way that you'll know part of it, what your next step is. If you knew that no one could talk into, if you knew that no one could say anything derogatory, if you knew that they wouldn't try to talk you out of it, if you knew that they wouldn't say, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard, what would your next step be? Turn over to Proverbs 16 just for a second. This is Proverbs 16. Now remember what we just read. I know the plans I have for you. They are good. And not for disaster. He completed all that through Jesus Christ. Proverbs 16, 1-3 says, We can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. Verse 2, People may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. <coughs> Commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. Then hop down to verse 9 for a second. We can, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. This is huge. This is big. How does the Lord determine your next steps? Let's just go back and look at this just at the very first. It says the Lord provides the answer. So if you're anything like me, I'm going how and where. Where is that answer, Father? Verse 2, what's our motive? Why am I doing about why am I doing or not doing, or why am I about to say or not say the thing I'm about to do? Or not say, or say. What's my motive? Does that confuse you? Whatever your next step is, what's your motive? What's the why behind it? Who's pushing you to that next step? Verse 3 Commit, hand over your plans, and they'll succeed. And what that actually means when you unpack that. It means that your plans will be established. That they'll be ready. Okay? So let's stop just for a second. Think about that thing that whatever it is that you've been desiring to do. Your plan. Whose plan was that? 
Why do you want to do that next step? What's your motive? And don't use this as your platform. When you go in on Monday, what's your motive for when you go in and see everyone? When you're going about your day on a Tuesday, for everyone that even stays at home, what's your motive? How do I commit those plans to the Lord so they'll be established and they'll be ready? How many, here's a, here's a, uh, an example for you. What would it look like if you went back and you wrote down everything you were about to do for to, just to tomorrow? Put your list down, write it out, and then out to the side of it, put why. And we're not trying to over-spiritualize things, but what it does is, is it stops us to say, if God is in everything, where am I recognizing Him in this everything? Does that make sense? How do I help others? How do I live out Colossians 3.23 where it says, everything that I am to do, I'm doing as unto the Lord. And it just so happens that whoever you're doing that with is the benefactor of you serving the Lord in your established plan. Well, Bilbo, how do I know? The older I get, I don't believe you do know until you walk through it. Because here's the thing, how many of us put expectations on your plans? How many of us are goal setters? Goal setters? All right. Who told you to set the goal? Yeah, I'm setting goals all the time. I'm, I'm only going to eat four bags of M&M's this week. <laughs> right? And so what's the mo And so even before that, it's going, why I'm, if I'm about to change something in my life, I've got to figure out why I'm doing it to begin with. Commit that to the Lord then He readies your plan to make you help, help you walk through it. He steadies you through it. Commit whatever action it is that you're wanting to change or whatever you're wanting to be about and say, Father, I do believe that this is what you're wooing through me. Now what's my next step? Is that a little more clear? So it was like us here at Refuge we kind of pull this in. How do we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us? That's a big one, isn't it? Alright, here's where, here's where I want to stop just for a second. And kind of give you an update on refuge. This thing that we call refuge game has everything to do about Jesus. And that's it. I'll tell you a real, real quick story. When I went and asked Ken Nolan when we met, after we met on January 11th, 2011 at Branches. Went to go see Ken Nolan, the principal at the time over at Siegel High School. Said, man, can we borrow your choir room? Told him what we were wanting to do. He said, man, I've helped many of, I've helped several churches save money to build a building. I said, we don't want a building, bro. You got one. <laughs> you got the building. I just need space in it. How many you got? I said, I got two. <laughs> I think. 
I, I'm pretty sure she's coming. <laughs> we committed that to the Lord. We knew that God was wooing that through us. How do we know? We didn't know until we stepped through it. And we constantly, here's the thing that Deb and I constantly have to do is release the expectations of what it's supposed to look like. Because see, people will come and say, hey, we got this great idea, let's do that. I'm saying, man, that's fabulous. When do you start? <laughs> and that, therefore, that's the reason why you see a lot of things within just this hour that we just say, man, we're just not going to give that energy. Because if you'll remember, I want our kids that when asked who their pastor is, that they say mama and daddy. That's my heart. That's her heart. I know that's their heart. And I know that's your heart. My heart, gang, is to empower you, is to help you realize that you were born on purpose for His purpose. And that you were empowered with the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ when you said yes to Him to go fulfill every plan that you commit, that you've readied, that you've asked Him, that you've sought His face, that you can't help but be about it, and you take that next step because you're saying, I'm not going to let fear grip me anymore. I will not let fear grip me anymore. I will not let family that says, man, you can't do that anymore. I'm not going to raise them over the authority of Jesus Christ within me anymore. I'm going to do what this book says. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do what I see the guys in the book said after he said two words. Follow me. Hey, uh, Messiah, Rabbi, teacher, uh, what's our plan? I've scoured it. He was teaching them from day one to trust Him. Especially when He was going to be gone. And when He said, I have to send you a helper. So what would you like to see? I'm saying whatever you want to see, we can be about it. I love that Emma Robertson is modeling beautifully. How old is she? She blows my phone up. Can't wait to get back in here to watch kids. I'm not going to beg game, folks, game. And it's, and it's hard at times to say, we're just going to wait to see. But isn't that all the more reason for us to wait and see how Jesus moves through people? Isn't that the beauty of it? that we release the expectations of it and we just go, man, all, I'm, all I know to do is just keep, I'm just going to keep committing this to You, Lord. You have steadied me. You've made me ready. I trust You in it. I'm releasing expectations. I'm not going to put the W-A-N-D on it. I'm not going to wander anymore. I'm resting in the fact that this is what You want us to do. This is how You want us to live it. So I want us to start closing up here. What's your wandering? What are you wondering about with the W-A-N-D? You started wondering and you just hadn't been that sure about what Jesus is wooing through you. 
But is it that you're not sure about what He's wooing through you and it's that you're just a little unsure about you walking through it? That's a beautiful place to be because if you're in that spot, then when you do walk through it, as the Macedonians couldn't get any credit for their giving, it's all God. It's all the Jesus within that moved you through it. You'll never know the right step until you take it. Again, He makes the unknown known. He's already in it. So flip over to Galatians 5. We're going to start closing up. As you get there, Galatians 5.16. So if anyone feels led to teach, man, you start teaching. Don't wait for a Saturday or Sunday. You start communicating on Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is that you want to communicate on and say, my house is open on X night. I'm ready. We're going to start teaching. Better yet, I'll come to you. Bibo, <laughs> I want to do this. Man, go. Please, go. We're, I'm, I'm your, we'll be your biggest cheerleader. You are empowered. As a matter of fact, you are Him-powered. H-I-M. And so when we look at Galatians 5.16, look at this. It says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Verse 25, since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Here's where I think we get. You ever seen those, uh, when they advertise the numbers, they're communicating the lottery numbers each night? You know, the Tennessee lottery for the jackpot. And it's got that machine and the ping pong balls are just going nuts up underneath and the old guy that stands out there and he grabs the one you know number 24 is our first number tonight for our lucky seven and he pulls the 24 and he puts it on the rack and then the next one you know the crescendo starts to build next number for the lucky seven lotto is 28 he picks that ball up and he goes, here's what I believe that we get as a body. We focus on all the balls that are bouncing around. we got all those what ifs in the, in the cage just bouncing around like crazy. Well, I know God, I feel, I real feel like God is wanting me to, to go do this. I really do think that God wants me to, to go help some people. I really do believe that God wants me to feed people. I really do believe that, that God wants me to start teaching. I do believe that God wants me, and you fill in the blank. But then we start focusing on all the ping pong balls down underneath that are what ifs. It's fear. And all God is saying, just pick that one up. All I want you to do is pick that one up and put it on the rack and come back and get the next one and put it on the rack. Because see, there's this real cool verse in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. And it says, By His divine power, 
by His divine power, I've been given everything to live this godly life. He has set you free, folks. So after tonight, whatever your next step is, go do it. And in closing, you'll notice we didn't talk too much about refuge, did we? You see, there is no refuge without you. And it ain't refuge. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. When you walk into a room, you just turned it into a place of worship. So wherever you are, let your little light shine. I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Hide it under a bushel what? No. I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. How? Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm thankful for a people that love You. I'm thankful more for a people that live You out wide open. And Lord, I'm thankful for a people that love one another in a, in a way that, just, that does draw attention. To You, not us, to You, Lord. And so as we finish up tonight in worship, I pray that folks that will come and participate in the Lord's Supper, that that table is open to any and everyone who has said yes to You, Lord. Maybe, Father, that there's someone tonight that didn't realize that they could be led by You, the Holy Spirit within them when they said yes. That really they thought that was just a conversation with them at times, Father, but that was you talking to them saying, man, would you go over here and sit with this person? So if that's the case, I pray that they would come and just make that profession of faith known to a, to a people that's going to celebrate wildly with them. There is no bigger decision. And that, Father, that in our participating of the bread and the cup, that we're telling the world that we believe that Jesus that He died for our sins, Father. That He paid the penalty. But more than that, that He was resurrected on that third day to give us life, new life, a new DNA. So Lord, we love You. And we thank You for loving us. And it's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.